Blanton Creaky decided to take on Darius Geis. Bad idea for Creaky. But my goodness. Don't stand on the train tracks while the train's coming through. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. We're officially in draft season now that the Super Bowl's over. I'm a, I am was a little hungover this morning, but now I'm ready and fired up to talk Darius Geis with my good friend Brett Whitfield. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How about you, man? Listen, the Patriots didn't win a Super Bowl, which I know means that you're a little disappointed this morning. But as a Jets fan, it's it's great for Tom not to get number six. Yeah, I contemplated not getting out of bed this morning, but thanks. I struggled to get out of bed for different reasons. Um <laughs> So let's talk Darius Geis, man. This man got Savage tattooed on his back, and that's the, exactly the way he runs. He runs violent and angry. What, what do you think of his running style? Oh, man, I love it. It's like a, a guy who just – I love the the contact aspect of the game. I love the violent running style. And, like, what I love about it is it just – it provides so much more to an offense than just a, an average runner because he's you know he's going to get yards after he's hit. And I, I absolutely love that about him. He is a Savage. Yeah, he really is. And I also think that that has an impact on the team in, in general, right? When you are when you have those runs where you're running over a linebacker and you're finishing runs and you show the leg drive and the power, it, I think it brings the team up. You know what I'm saying? It motivates the team. It, it gets the team going, which I think is huge as a running back when you can start firing up your teammates and bring momentum to a game. Absolutely. I mean, the, the cliche is he's a tone setter but it's totally true he is a tone setter and you see that in the way lsu plays you know offense in general their defense is nasty i, I definitely think jice is a part of the culture so to speak the other thing about him is that he's not your typical violent runner where you know he's just kind of five yards in a cloud of dust he's got breakaway speed and incredible cutback ability i think he's got pretty good vision i think it can improve some but if he sees a cutback lane he'll hit it and he really makes a defender decide if he wants to take away the edge or the cutback lane and whatever decision he makes guys can then explode by him so if, if you're not gap sound as a defense guys can really make you pay totally agree he he puts a lot of pressure especially on linebackers and, and defensive backs in the open field to also choose they kind of have to guess is he, is jice going to lower the shoulder here or is he going to put a move on me and run right by me so they like there's a guessing game he, there's no you know, it's not it's not just a standard, you know, break down and tackle a guy. You honestly don't know what's coming. The thing that one of the things that worries with me with Geis is because of his violent running style, a short shelf life in the NFL. I mean, we've seen this before where guys come in and they're violent runners and they're very successful for about four to five years. And then their careers kind of just end. We saw him in 2016 be healthy and he looked otherworldly. This year, he struggled a little bit more with his health. I think his coach came out and said, you can basically throw away the tape this year because he wasn't healthy are you is that a concern of yours going forward i think it's a legitimate it's at least a legitimate question you know would i call it a concern at this point i don't think that i would um you know he's got the one year of being pretty banged up but i think that's that's pretty atypical of the running back position in general um, and i think jice has enough in his skill set where you know maybe with a little bit of NFL coaching, he could kind of deviate from smashing so often. <laughs> the Hulk smash, you know. Uh, and I think that could maybe give him some some more shelf life. I think he's got enough moves, enough speed that he can maybe survive on that a little bit more, rely on that a little bit more. 
I mean, absolutely, because his number—he went from seven point six yards per carry to five point three yards per carry, and I don't think that's yards per carry is everything. Because I mean, you you have running backs that get negative two yards, and there was three guys in the backfield at the snap, and that's not their fault. But I do think it shows a little bit about his effectiveness. But at the same time, was he this elite runner when he was banged up? No, but he was still a good runner in the SEC. So the fact that he can still be effective when hurt is encouraging to me. And then when he's healthy, he's, you know, an otherworldly runner. The concerns I do have on him are as a receiver. Uh, He only caught 32 career passes, and I don't think production is everything. I think he can catch the ball. I I have some concerns with his route running. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I I think... Concerns with his route running are super fair, especially on such a low sample. But if you look at him, um, what he does, you know, most of his stuff is in the backfield behind the line of scrimmage, you know, flare routes, swing passes, stuff like that. Um, I think when you look at him in those situations, he, he displays a really good awareness of where he's at, um, at the catch point. So he has the ability to catch and run. He's obviously athletic. He's flexible. I think all those things point positive for him. He's really good about understanding where he's at on the field, displaying the soft hands and, and shows an ability to get upfield from that point can make uh, hey after the catch. So I think really the route running is the biggest concern. And at the NFL level, you'll see coaches absolutely try to pull more out of him in that regard. I think it's just a practice thing at this point for him. And the more he does it, the better he'll get at it. Yeah, I agree with you with the catching. He, I mean, he, he shows the ability to adjust to a bad ball kind of turn up the field after catching the ball. He doesn't have stone hands. He's not catching it with his body. So I, I agree with you that he's going to be able to catch the ball well at the NFL level. The route running is going to be a big adjustment for him because basically everything is just a route out in the flat and kind of turn up the field and go. He's not kind of lining up a wide receiver. He's not breaking <laughs> linebackers down. He's not necessarily running wheel routes. A lot of these big plays that running backs have had a lot of success with in the NFL these last couple of years is not something that's currently in his skill set. He does have the athleticism that he can work on that though. So right. I'm not concerned that he's just a two down back, even if his production profile would show that he is a two down back. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, you know, I think the question is with him isn't can he catch the ball or can he be a receiver? I think it's, is he going to be just a viable check down option or can he actually at some point be used as a weapon? And that's really, because I love Jay, so that's really the big difference between him and Barkley as far as their, their draft stock to me is I think Barkley, it's pretty clear he can be used as a weapon in the passing game, similar to a, you know, a Kamara or a Lev Bell. And so the question for Jice is, can he work on that and actually become a weapon in the passing game rather than just a checkdown option? Yeah, and, and in today's NFL, that's huge, right? I mean, we're Absolutely. Seeing, well, people talk about, well, he's a first and second down back, and that's important because, you know, there's more first and second downs than there are third downs. Like, come on, man. Like, you understand that there's the NFL is passing, what, 60% of the time? Yeah. They're, they're, it's it's going to be a major role for any running back and someone who can't do it is less valued so that's going to play an important role and how good he can be i do think he can develop that and that's really going to determine his draft stock how how teams feel you know whether or not he is like you said a dump off guy where he can make plays or if, is he someone that i can get the defense and bad personnels because you know i have two running backs on the field and i can split them out wide now and they're on linebackers and he's going to win that matchup every time like we saw Kamara or mccaffrey do this year and have incredible success and really elevate an offense so i think that's the big question with him and then the other aspect of that is his pass protection i think with with him and pass protection it's all his want to 
Because when he he wants to pass block, like his form is good. He'll he has a good base. He can take on rushers. He's got good recognition of which rusher to take on. Other times he's lazy, man. He tries to go for blow up blocks or kind of half <laughs> effort blocks and doesn't really get any of the defender. So do you think his pass blocking is a concern, or do you think it's just his effort? I think you're spot on with that take. To be honest, I, to me, he's got all the tools to be a good, you know, a good pass blocker. I think. What he's going to realize quickly is that the NFL is not going to put him on the field if he can't pass block. <laughs> Whatever team he lands on, it, it really doesn't matter. It will it will really cut into his playing time if he you know the longer he waits to figure that out. And I think, like you said, the effort's going to click. It'll all be there. The one thing I see that he needs to improve on, you know, and I hate to use we talked about this pre-show, but I hate to use scouting terms, but he needs to be a little more violent with his hands, you know, the way he's he's attacking a a guy coming at him. So, but I, I think it's all effort at this point. If you watch like a DB blitzing, he he has no problem stepping in and using really solid technique and, and taking him out of the play when it's a line. Linebacker, he seems a little less committed, or if he's chipping off of a defensive end. So, I think I think effort is a fair fair gripe. Yeah, because I mean, ultimately, I think he's got the skills, right? I think the combine process is going to be a huge thing for guys, and I think we've talked about this before. That I'm less into the combine and all that stuff for players than a lot of people, because I, I care most about what they put on film. But with guys, it's partially the way LSU used him. And if he can show, you know what, I've developed a route tree, developed my game in pass protection, teams are going to see that and say, okay, you know, this is a guy I want to take in the first round or late or early second round. Like, he's got that upside. So where do you want to see guys go? Because you, you said you're a big fan of him. Do you have, like, an ideal landing spot or a place in the draft you think he's going to go? Yeah, I got a, a few thoughts on this. So, yeah, so I have a few thoughts on this. I If you look at the, the way the board lays out, if he doesn't go early, you know, like really early, <laughs> top 15 early, you know, I think a, a viable spot top 15 you could see is Washington. Uh, I think that's a, that'd be a great spot for him. I think maybe even Miami. Uh, I know they really like what they have in Kenyon Drake, but I think Jice and Drake would be just a dynamic duo there. But yeah, so if, if he makes it past those two teams, I mean, you're looking at a situation where he could be in a free fall at that point. So, you know, maybe 20 at the Lions would be a good spot for him. I'm a, I'll take heat for that on Twitter. Somebody mocked him to the Lions, actually. Uh, I think it was Jonah from NDT. And I was like, I signed off on it in a tweet, and I just got hammered for it. <laughs> so, um, I think I think he's a totally he's a total first round running back though to me, and I think without this 2017 season, I think you're talking about him and Barkley in the same conversation. Yeah, I think he'd be up there in so, the top ten consideration um, if it was just off his 2016 film. But you know, I think yeah. this brings up a really interesting point. How do you feel about running backs in the first round? Because this is the thing that Twitter's been debating. The Super Bowl just happened, and people said none of those running backs were taken before the fourth round. Yeah, well, I mean, the Jaguars in the AFC Championship, and they took one in the fourth overall. The the Rams had a great season. They took one eighth overall. Le'Veon Bell, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt. I, I know these guys went in the second and third round, but if these guys were what they are in the NFL— what, if that's what teams thought they were going to be, they would have been first-round picks. So what, how, what do right. you feel about a running back going in the first round? So like at face value, like in a vacuum, I don't, I don't love the idea of it. But at the same point, you know, if a guy is that special, then uh, who cares really if he can help your team? I think to, to your point about all these guys in the, in the Super Bowl not being drafted high, they're still good players though. And so if you're, you know, if you're, if a guy's grading out high, you're still getting a better chance to get a good player. That's the whole, you know, it's 
why the draft is laid out the way it is. I put I very rarely put first round grades on running backs. I have a first round grade on Jice. So, with that said, I, I have no problem if any team in the in the first round takes him. So we we've talked about an ideal landing spot. You know, one of the things that really helps people when they want to look at a player as a player comparison do you have one for Darius guys don't throw eggs at me but Marshawn Lynch I, I look at his running style I look at uh how violent he runs he you know he doesn't have the same step patterns as Lynch so to speak and he's definitely more explosive than Lynch probably is but that violent running style that vision I feel like they're kind of very very similar there I I love that Jice usually he usually gets what's blocked for him every time He's got really quick feet in the hole, and he's able to jump from from gap to gap, very similar to Marshawn Lynch. Um, he can string moves together one after another. They're both phenomenal at uh, recognizing pressure or a blitz and adjusting accordingly. That's huge for me. All, the, all those qualities bode very well for an NFL running back. Yeah, and I think it also goes to the point of what we talked about earlier, right, where he's a game changer, right, where he's going to provide those big momentum plays, and there's no running back that I can think of that did that more than Marshawn Lynch in Seattle. So I think that's a spot-on comparison. Lynch wasn't a great receiver, but he was adequate. Uh, he wasn't a great pass protector unless he wanted to be. Um, yeah. So so I think a lot of the similarities are there in terms of both play style and ceiling. And, you know, if you do believe Marshawn Lynch is what Gar- Darius Geis is capable of doing, then you, t- you should take Darius Geis in the first round. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Brad, I just want to thank you again for for joining us, man. You, your knowledge is second to none. I mean, you're one of my favorite people to talk the draft with. Uh, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Um, one place, really, at pff underscore Brett. Guys, you got to follow him, man. This this man knows football. Though I will say, of all the players I watched last year, your high school tape graded out the lowest compared to all the NFL prospects. And stuff. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hell of a hell of a linebacker. Just not didn't compare to you know Ruben Foster. I'm sorry about that. Well, thank you, <laughs> guys. He's Brett. I'm Elliot. You can follow us at Draft Daily Pod on Twitter. Thank you for joining us. Tomorrow we're going to talk Sunny Michelle.